The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. When you got a love and it's good like it should be Makes you never want to give it up Cause you know that some people die for love And I believe it's true cause I do the same for you Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. Streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's the author of several books, including Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and Fighting for Love. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel, and she mediates business, employment, divorce, privacy, and other civil cases in her private practice in Laguna Niguel, California. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. She teaches leadership and conflict management courses at Brandman University and here at UCI, and she trains corporate leaders' powerful communication and conflict transformation skills. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show really is about what is conflict? What does it mean to fight? for love. And I'm thrilled to have right here in the studio, Leonard Simchuk, who is my co-author on the book, Fighting for Love, Turn Conflict into Intimacy, A Couple's Guide. And as we have been writing this book, we have really delved deeply into all these things. So we thought that we'd share it with you because we've grown from it and we want to share some tools that will enhance your own love relationship. So first, I want to say thank you, Leonard, for joining us today. And I want to tell a little bit about him first. He has been on the show before for other books he's written, but this is a little bit different. We're going to kind of do a, a you know, I'll ask him questions, he'll ask me questions. It'll be much more of a, of a dialogue. But let me tell you about this wonderful man, this brilliant man, my dear friend and colleague, Leonard Simchuk, MSW, LCSW, who is an author, a speaker, a psychotherapist, and life coach. And for the past 40 years, he has worked both in Australia and America as a counselor and educator. He was the director of the Marriage and Family Center in Sydney, Australia, and later he worked in the Family Institute at Northwestern in Chicago. He's an Amazon best-selling author of The Roadmap Home, Your GPS to Inner Peace, and he writes, consoles clients, and conducts seminars on writing and personal and spiritual growth. He's the proud father of two adult children, and he lives in Dana Point, California. You find out more about him at conflicthealing.com, where we have a picture of his gorgeous face. We have a picture of his book, uh, 
the Roadmap Home, and we have his URL, which is RoadmapHome.com. So you can find out more about him on our website, ConflictHealing.com and RoadmapHome.com. So without further ado, I want to thank you for joining us, Leonard. Thank you so much for being in the studio. Well, it's just a real pleasure to be with you, Mari. I've learned so much about our collaboration together and working on this book and look forward to sharing this information with your audience. Right. So, Leonard, let's start out a little bit about your story. And, and you know, a lot of people say to me they hate conflict. So um, why don't you tell me, do you like conflict? And tell a little bit about your own personal story with conflict. Well, th- the answer is I do like conflict and I don't like conflict. Okay. So if I'm watching sports or watching a movie, I want there to be conflict because it really engages me. There's some drama that I think we all really can relate to. On the personal level, I don't like conflict. I really don't like getting involved with a lot of uh, anger issues or difficulty with others. And when I look at my whole history of dealing with conflict, Mari, I have to go back to being brought up in a family on the south side of Chicago. My parents divorced when I was young. My father left the family. And there was just a lot of conflict between them. And it was just we lived in survival, learning how to struggle on the south side of Chicago. And then later on, that propelled me to become a therapist because I, I realized I needed to learn more about conflict and to help other couples and families resolve conflict. And so that really, I know we talk a little bit later about the gift in conflict, but that was one of the gifts for me was the conflict that I experienced growing up really propelled me to really understand more. What is this conflict? Can we avoid it? Can we find peace? So that's kind of what my story is to brought me together. And then, of course, when you and I started collaborating, I started diving deeper into this whole realm of conflict resolution. Yes, yes. And, you know, conflict, I love the word that you used, Leonard, struggle, because when we when we think of conflict it is a struggle and but that doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad struggle a struggle like if you think about um you know a snake getting out of his old skin he has to struggle to get out of that skin to become this new beautiful skin right or a butterfly has to struggle to get out of that caterpillar life and into this beautiful Uh, wings that he's got that are colorful so the struggle is really what helps us grow so if we look at conflict as helping us to grow helping us to change it's our mindset makes things either bad or good and and the chinese word for conflict is made up of, of two symbols danger and opportunity so if we let conflict escalate it's really dangerous it could lead to violence a war whatever but if we look at it as an opportunity that opportunity is to create an enhanced relationship uh, new understanding greater growth then then conflict is something even better right yes well very well said Mari. Uh, If you take conflict out of our lives, our lives would probably be boring. Let's say if we have a goal or an objective to achieve. I I write books, you write books, so if if somehow it just happened in one day, uh, it wouldn't force me to really delve deeper into contemplating some of the 
some of the uh, deeper issues that need to be uh, revealed. So conflict definitely does help us grow. We go to the gym and we exercise our muscles. That's all conflict to help us grow and, and be stronger individuals. Right, right. And, you know, as we've written this book together, we've, we've both had to really question ourselves, which, um, you know, uh, the, the good news about us writing this book together is we have had struggles with our different backgrounds, our different perspectives of how a book should be written or how we should approach an issue. But that struggle created something new. It wasn't my way or the highway or your way or the highway. It was a new creation, which I think if people think of that is when you get into that struggle and you go deep like you were talking about, then you create something new and there's change. And change is scary at times, isn't it? Yeah, and and I think the, uh, the difficulty that occurs is when we move into a power struggle because we tend to view the world as my way of seeing the world is the correct way of looking at the world and we expect others to see the world through our same eyes and then the struggle occurs because I want to force you to see the way that I see it because my way is the right way so the the challenge is to learn that we just have different perspectives and how can our perspectives enhance our lives so just in working with you I mean as a therapist I we've talked about the yin and yang of of conflict and yin is dealing from the inside out the yang is the outside in I tend to view it from the inside out and watching you we've I've learned so many tools from you (laughs) and vice versa (laughs) and working with clients just in seeing how you as a mediator work with clients and and I've been able to expand my own approach in counseling, too. So that's been a real gift for me. Yes, and me, too, that we both kind of had this blending that, that happens when you, when you don't um, say that, you know, my way or the highway, and you're open and receptive to kind of learn something new, then it becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. It becomes a, a synergy, a synergistic effect, which then, you know, creates more. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay, I mean, sure. you, the, the, the title of the book is Fighting for Love. So can you tell us, what do you mean? Describe a little bit more about why we chose the title Fighting for Love and what does it mean to you to fight for love? That, that's a great question because we really even fought about the name of the book. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you remember, we were going to call it The Gift in Conflict, but too many people didn't see that. People understand fighting for love. But our, at least from my perspective, and I think we've talked about this many times, that fighting for love really means to fight against all the things in us that keep us from getting that love. If I'm criticizing you or I'm uh, berating you or I'm blaming you, I am putting up a barrier that keeps me from getting the love that I want and the love that I need. And even, you know, it happens with an intimate relationship and we know that, you know, you deal with couples all the time who are in conflict and don't know how to get through it. And then they come to me if they're beyond that help. And then one out of two marriages end in divorce. So people don't understand how to to really understand that that it is a gift, that fighting, we have to fight within ourselves. I know for me, 
I, even with my relationship with Lloyd, I sometimes get mad at something that he does. And then I have to fight with myself to say, wait a minute, what's really going on here? This is really about me. If people would recognize that we really have to fight ourselves from our ego taking over or fight ourselves from lashing out at someone else to recognize and be mindful of what it is within ourselves that is keeping us from getting all the real love and nourishment that we need in a relationship, whether it be a business relationship or, of course, most importantly, what we've been talking about here is the intimacy that we want. Right. I I think that's uh, well said, Mari, because I think that is the challenge to when I feel angry, hurt, resentful, my immediate tendency is to lash out and to see the person outside of me as the cause for my discomfort. And fighting for love is to always recognize that I can go inward and connect with with my center of love and inner peace to begin to relate differently. But this is easier said than done, as we know, Right, <laughs> but, but the beauty of this is we are growing from this because yes. we have to, we've been analyzing it, we've been thinking about it, we've been practicing with our with my husband and with Ingrid. Mm. We've, we, so we've, you know, our poor significant others have had to deal with all this. But yeah, it's, um, it is something that we feel excited and passionate about. Because we know that it works when we go back to who we are. And it's all really about us, isn't it? And this is what, you know, you as a therapist know this much better than me. But it's really all about us, right? Uh, that's so true. I think the, the thing is, is that when we see and look within and recognize the inner conflict we can begin to heal parts of ourselves that even have been there from when we were children. I think that's the thing that I see over and over again. And I think fighting for love is the solution because I know from mediation, from my counseling, I see couples and you see couples who are so caught up in this power struggle wanting to hurt the other person, but it's coming from because they're so hurt themselves. It's They're trying to deal with their own inner pain by lashing out. And love is really the only way of trying to heal for us to really be more whole within ourselves. Right. That's such a good point. And and we've talked about control issues because you and I both recognize that we, you know, we've had to struggle. I mean, as a kid, I was a latchkey kid, as you know, and you were a kid growing up with difficulties too. So we both learned that we had to try and control our environment. And when we try and do that to our loved ones or other people, no one wants to really be controlled. So it's been um, a, a great uh insightful experience to really watch ourselves and share our experience as we're trying to let go of that control. Yeah, and I think as you, the, the, the title of your show is Collaboration, Moving into Collaboration, mm-hmm. that uh, really the power of many is greater than the power of one. The power of, like our country, the power of diversity together. If we collaborate, we have the richness together to have a much better solution. Exactly. So let me ask you this. Um, 
Let's talk about the chapters of our book, because I think people might get a kick out of just knowing where we're going. We're, we're kind of doing an overview today, and we're going to do some more shows to to help people see our evolution and what we think is important in relationships. So could you kind of give an overview of our, our chapters? Sure. We we started off with 10 chapters, but then we realized we had expanded <laughs> to 12. And, and <laughs> we got to stop at that. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the chapters are more evolving. So we wanted to take you through a process of this uh, fighting for love um, experience. So we, the first chapter is the gift and conflict, whereas Mari touched on earlier that really conflict is a gift if we see it as an opportunity to grow and strengthen and collaborate, it truly becomes a gift for us uh, in relationships or in business or in anything. And then we have another chapter called Why Do You Fight? And in that chapter, we're looking at um, the impact of our childhood, because really the reason that we fight is relating back to our childhood experiences, and we're wanting to get the love that we never received as children, and so we end up recreating the same scenarios in partnerships and relationships, even in business, that uh, represent experiences we had in uh, childhood. Let me just kind of add to that. And we know that you may be listening to this and thinking, oh, I had a wonderful childhood. I had a loving childhood. And 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 it may be very true that you did. But there's not all of your needs were met. And so there was still that child that maybe wanted that candy that couldn't get that candy or or whatever it was. There was still some lack. So we we still need to go back and understand what we didn't have. So even if you had a great childhood, you may remember, oh, I had a great childhood. But when you start to go deeper, you start to recognize that there not everything was perfect. And it's not meant to be. Life isn't meant to be perfect. Well, you know, the, the, even if you had a childhood, like Mari's saying, uh, once worked with a couple and the woman came from a family where she was entitled, that she was treated she gave anything she wanted, she was given to. So when she entered into a relationship, she had a great difficulty because she expected to be given everything that she was handed to on a silver platter growing up. So her difficulty was how could she handle conflict because how can she handle differences, especially when um, she wasn't given what she was was expecting right right and and she needed that i mean that was what she needed to grow because that isn't life when you can't like that song you can't always get what you want (laughs) and and that's you that's an important skill to learn that we can't always get exactly what we want that's right Mm -hmm. the next chapter that we 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 talk about is what do you need and what do you want Uh, i find this all the time in couples relationships mari is that Often couples have a difficult time clearly expressing, this is what I'm needing, this is what I'm wanting. Usually there's a battle about needs or wants that are not met, but are not really clearly stated. So this is what I'm really wanting or needing from you, so that then a couple can negotiate. So this chapter covers that whole realm of needs and wants. Yeah, and and we kind of go into that in, in a lot of different ways because sometimes you might be sitting there as you're driving or thinking about this and saying, well, gee, I don't want my my 
loved one to keep telling me, I need this, I need that. It just sounds like you're a nag. So we understand that, and I know my husband is like that. <laughs> he doesn't want me to tell him what I want and what I need. He feels very put upon. So there are different ways of letting your partner know what you want and what you need. And meeting each other's needs is a gift to each other, and it really brings you closer. So we just want you to understand that, that there are many ways you can express what you want from your partner and what you really need to have a closer relationship. Yeah, you could express this as more of a request rather than a demand. Right. Mm -hmm. Or you might even say something like, I would really love it if you'd hug me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that isn't as maybe threatening to, to some people. Well, that takes us to the next chapter because the next chapter is who am I and who are you? Right. And this is the chapter we're still crafting <laughs> and because we realize that different personalities uh, need different things. And so let's say if there's a dominant personality, uh, a dominant personality needs different character, different ways of interacting to get their needs met. And so we're right. taking a look at what are some different personalities and how can personalities get on with each other? Right, because the needs there, like you said, if you're dominant, you really need to have some authority. That's that's important to you. Or if you're an influencer, like you and I both have a lot of that in us, is that we need to be out there having fun, and we need to be expressing ourselves either in speaking or entertaining or something. So that is, that's something if, if we're squelched and put into a, a, a room where we can't be with other people or our spouse doesn't want us to ever go out and meet with other people, we would be just devastated. Stated. So understanding what each other needs is so important because those are the needs beyond just the needs of affection or food, clothing, shelter. It's the needs of just being able to be who you are. That's right. And there's different personality inventories. We cover a couple in yeah. our chapter to take a look at what is your personality and what are your needs in a relationship. Right. Once we get to understand who we are and who the other person is, then we can also take a look at stopping destructive patterns because all couples establish patterns, positive patterns, negative patterns, and destructive patterns uh, really get replicated over and over again. So let's say there's a typical one is nag withdrawal. The more um, I nag, the more my partner withdraws. The more my partner withdraws, the more I have to nag to try to get them involved. So we all have these different patterns and this chapter helps clarify what patterns exist what are your patterns and what you can do to alter the patterns yeah and to break those patterns because sometimes you just get into this vicious cycle that you don't even know how to get out it's like being in a tornado and you don't realize that you have the power to get out of it so I'm, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this recognizes that maybe you had a pattern with one relationship and then you had another girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever or wife and you had the same pattern so people will end up if you don't change yourself then you're going to keep repeating it might be the person may look different but the same issues will arise so we want to break those patterns so we get the love we want and that's a harder because as you're saying Mari we repeat them relationship after relationship after relationship until we come to a realization geez I noticed this is what I do whenever I face conflict I start withdrawing Yes. Hmm. And then I start getting angry and resentful, and then I start looking for my exit door. Yeah. So uh, th uh, unless I really can find my own pattern, I'll continue to, to repeat them. Exactly. 
Now then, the, the following chapter is boundaries. Stay on your side and I'll stay on mine. This is very important in relationships, uh, as we know, Mari, uh, to be clear. These are my boundaries. This is the line that um, I need. And this is my space. We all need personal space. Uh, and individuality. So really trying to clarify what our boundaries are and how to institute them. Right. And that I think that's a lifelong journey, boundaries, because every relationship you're in, you establish boundaries, whether it's with your boss or with your children or with your significant other. And, and I know that I have always had a tendency to overstep my boundaries and and I don't want to do that so when I overstep my boundaries you know like well you you know I'll say to Lloyd do you really want to wear that shirt or maybe you should change your shirt (laughs) and he'll say I really like this shirt um so uh, that's kind of overstepping my boundaries and I really try (laughs) try very hard not to do that but um I think then there's the people who allow boundaries to be overstepped and then they get passive aggressive um i have clients right now where wife gets very angry she has allowed her boundaries to be overstepped all the time of him telling her what to do all the time and she hasn't watched her boundaries in a nice way so finally she just blew up and said i want to end the marriage but it's she's starting to understand that part of it was her not not saying you know i'm not comfortable when you do this and stopping it and and I think that's what the problem is is you, we either overstep or we allow or we feel bombarded or or just overridden and so that's that's really hard I think in any relationship even with children you know it is because uh, in relationships there's two there's we have a need for togetherness and a need for separateness. Some couples mm-hmm. need more togetherness, some need more separateness. So uh, that's part of negotiation that goes on. Separateness, hey, I just need some time on my own. That's establishing a boundary uh, for myself. So that's a very difficult thing that couples negotiate with um, continually. Forever. It's, yeah, uh, <laughs> forever. <laughs> and we've had to do it even in, in our relationship as friends as and co-authors. Is We've had to really be mindful of each other's feelings when if there's something that, that you thought that should be different and something that I wrote or I, or vice versa. Mm. And um, and it's a dance, isn't it? And I it think, is. And I think it, it, it was hard. The reason it's, it's taken us longer to even write the book is because we had to figure out the dance. Right. Yes, and you know our writing style is a little bit different. Yes, and of course I wanted to write according to my style. You wanted to write according to your style. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there was a dance. Is well, how can we blend our information together so in the dance we can come out with a a book with some really quality content that we're weaving in our ideas together to make it for a very readable and enjoyable book. Right, and in, and synergistic yes. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after after we set boundaries, the next uh, chapter is uh, bridge building, the love connection. Again, think of it this way: in a relationship, uh, if the bridge has been burnt or there's been or the drawbridge has been pulled up, it's really important to build the bridge of connection. And in this chapter, we talk about a number of different ways that individuals can build bridges. We talk about love relationships, love languages that people can that. Uh, take a look at what is the love language that I need to to feel loved mm-hmm. because um, let's say I have language of uh, touch and 
words of appreciation. My par- partner may have uh, language of quality time and acts of service. Right. And so just trying to clarify what's the language of love to help build the bridges so that I can feel more intimate. Exactly. Exactly. And and building bridges, sometimes if you've had a fight, you want to rebuild those bridges with forgiveness, too. So Which takes us to the next I chapter. I know, I know. That <laughs> it, was a transition. It was very good. <laughs> forgive me not, or forgive me. That's our next. Now, this is, we forgiveness has been a part of the book throughout, and we realized it needed its own separate chapter, because forgiveness is kind of an under, it's, it's really, um, uh, is a... A basis. A basis for for this uh, whole letting go. Uh, because forgiveness is, is, is really about me. Often we tend to think about forgiveness as, well, i got to just forgive the other person. Yes, but it's really about me letting go of my resentment, letting go of the poison that I may be yeah. experiencing. Because if I hold on to the resentment, it's going to impact the relationship. So and, we, and when you were talking about poison, is that, that old adage that if you don't forgive someone, it's like, um, it's like you taking the poison and expecting the other person to die. You yes, know? Yes. It really it really destroys you. It it, it keeps you from it, it kind of keeps you in handcuffs. It doesn't allow you to move forward. And so if one person goes on with their life and the other one doesn't forgive, well then they're the ones that are hurt. So really we do it for ourselves like we you said. We do. Yeah. Do. And then once we forgive, then we can move into the next chapter which is yeah. change your thinking, change your love life. Because right. it all boils down to changing our thinking. If I think negative thoughts, if I think uh, that uh, I'm going to hurt my partner or if I think my partner wants to hurt me, that's going to keep me in a valley of darkness. So mm-hmm. really uh, this chapter covers different ways that we can actually change our thinking and of course change our love life. Mhm. And then the we move to your favorite thing is solutioneering. What's the solution? Make me a deal. Because I love your work on solutioneering. I think we have 10 steps in, in walking through concretely, step-by-step, um, resolving a problem to finding a good solution. Right. Hard love. That's what we call it, our acronym. Yep. Uh, the the that's the next chapter. Transform oh, hostility right. oh, with hard right. love. <laughs> it leads to that, right? <laughs> so it leads on to the next one, which is uh, transform hostility with hard love, and then lastly, we talk about healing from the inside out. Right. So that's perfect because we're just about out of time together and we are going to meet again to talk more about each of the different chapters go deep into it so that we can really share all of these great opportunities for people to really enhance their love so it's always so fun to be with you Leonard and thank you for joining me today and you've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org on the net I'm Mari Frank join us every Monday morning at 830 for Fighting for Love Turn Conflict into Collaboration and visit our website at conflicthealing.com. Thank you. Some people die for love. And I believe it's true because I do the same for you. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.